Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. What's good, everybody? It is Wednesday, April 4th, and the time has finally come. It is time to complete the Kanye Madness Bracket. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Let's get it. Uh, You know what it is. It has been, you know, this is week number four that on this podcast uh, we've been, you know, uh, dealing with the Kanye madness bracket. Just as, you know, refresher, it was a bracket that um, this Twitter user named Carrington came up with with 11 of his friends. They seeded 64 of Kanye's, you know, best songs from his albums um, and then they made a bracket and then they, you know, put it up on Twitter. People could vote. So I decided that I wanted to tackle this myself uh, along with, you know, the wife who helped me eliminate from 64 or sorry, from 32 to 16. Then I had the homie Joe on who helped eliminate from that 16 to four. And then this week we will crown a champion. So, you know, before we get into all of that, as per usual, we're going to, you know, hit you with some things that you should be, you know, be aware of before we get into the deep topics, deep topics, excuse me. Um, So I'm going to hit you with a song of the week and then we're going to get into the press play segment. And then in the dig deeper segment, we will crown a Kanye madness bracket champion. So definitely stick around for that. Uh, without any further ado, let's get into the song of the week. So, you know, as you know, for the past few weeks with this bracket, I've been, you know, making Kanye songs the 
the songs of the week. You know, some of them just ones I was really into. Some of them ones that I wanted to showcase because they did not make it that far in the bracket. And this song is one of those songs. So, you know, as you know, in the first round, Blame Game went up against Roses. And and Roses won. It was a very, very tough matchup. But Blame Game was eliminated in the first round. So I just wanted to take the time in this final, you know, episode about the bracket to show some love to Blame Game because it is a great song. John Legend with the awesome hook. Yay with the amazing, amazing verses, the concept, you know, the production is top notch. And then, of course, you've got Chris Rock in the outro, you know, doing what he does best. So, you know, I just want to show some love to Blame Game. Let it know that we still love it out here. It's still a dope song. You know, it just it just met some tough competition right out the gate. So the song of the week for this week is Blame Game featuring Chris Rock and John Legend by Kanye West. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Press Play segment. As you know, in the Press Play segment, it is separated into three portions. Things you should check out where I keep you hip to songs, you know, performances, uh, music videos, you know, freestyles that, you know, really caught my attention and I think should be on your radar. We have the rumor mill and announcements where I talk about, you know, um, announcements that artists have made in the hip hop and R&B genre that might not, you know, come to fruition. But the fact that, you know, it has been mentioned means that, you know, it's something you should keep in the back of your mind. And then finally, the upcoming and recently released albums is where I keep you hip to. Uh, albums, mixtapes, projects that were released that you should be checking out, and also ones that are to come. So let's jump into the things you should check out. And first, on the list is uh, DJ Esco. So as you know, DJ Esco um, is Future's DJ and, you know, has, you know, made a name for himself in doing that and that Future's sound is very much um, attributed to DJ Esco. Um, you know, along with some other people, but he definitely, you know, had a lot to do with it. So he just released an album uh, called Colorblind, and it's similar to the things that Mike Will Made It does, where, you know, he's a producer, he produces everything, and then he just gets a bunch of, you know, stars to to rap and do the hooks and stuff. Except on DJ Esco's Future is pretty much on, he's on every song. So it's pr- it's kind of like a Future project, but what I wanted you to check out is there's a song called Walk Through, um, that is Future and Nas, and Nas does much of the heavy lifting on this song to the point that it's basically a Nas track with, you know, Future here every now and then. So you definitely want to check that out because, as you know, we've been waiting on a Nas album for a very long time. You know, Life is Good came out in, I want to say 20, 2014, 2013, 2014. Um, so it's been a minute and he's been promising, you know, actually I want to say it was early in that, but he's been promising a new album for, for a minute now. So the fact that, you know, he's in the studio and he's putting down this many verses, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, Tyler, the creator dropped off a track called Okra. Um, 
it's on all the streaming services, but there's also a music video for it. And it's, you know, it's pretty dope. Like it's, it's Tyler, you know, it's basically a throwaway track, something that he made a while ago and he's just been polishing, but it's, it's bars by Tyler. It's one of those like gritty bass heavy beats that, you know, he was known for, um, doing a lot of when he was strictly odd future in his, in his early days. But you know, the, the content, the lyrical content has upgraded, you know, it's not as offensive and it's just a, a dope, you know, quick track, <clears throat> excuse me, where he's laying down bars. So you definitely want to check out Okra by Tyler, the creator. Um, SZA dropped off the music video for Broken Clocks. It is dope. It features cameos from, uh, Absol, J-Rock, Isaiah Rashad, uh, Schoolboy Q plays like a, a camp, uh, like chef or camp cook or a camp lunch lady. It's, it's a pretty entertaining video. But at the same time, SZA's out there sizzling. Like, you know, like it's, it's a dope video, nice visuals, and it was good to see the TDE family out there with her. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, speaking of Mike Will Made It, um, he released a track that features, uh, Ray Shremmerd, Big Sean, um, and Quavo, and Pharrell, sorry, didn't mean to forget Pharrell, um, it's called Aries, You Go, Part 2, um, and as you know, all of this stuff will be in the Thinking Outside the Boombox newsletter, which you can find at thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, small plug, um, but it's a dope song, you know, I, I haven't paid too much attention to Mike Will Made It's, like, solo projects, you know, the ones that I was just talking about, but, you know, and it's typically because he had, hadn't been, you know, featuring a lot of people that I was interested in, but, you know, with this lineup with Ray Shrimmer, Big Sean, Quavo, and Pharrell, I was interested, and it does not disappoint, and he released a music video for it, um, and it's pretty dope, so, you know, it's good to see all of these people working together, you know, Ray Shrimmer, they got a project coming, who knows what Big Sean's working on, you know, Quavo is, you know, at the top of his game right now, and Pharrell is, Pharrell's the god, you know, so you definitely want to check this out. Um, Buddy, um, who is a, a rapper from California, who is dope, if you haven't heard of him, you should definitely check him out, but he dropped off, he released a song a little while back called Black, and it features ASAP Ferg, and they dropped off the music video recently. And it's a um you know it's an ode to to black to being black you know and it's and it's hard like it's a it's a dope song you could turn up to it like it it bumps it really does and he dropped off the music video it's dope you should check that out Cardi B is you know she's in serious promo mode right now she it was announced that she is going to be co-hosting uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon with Jimmy Fallon I think. Next Monday, her album comes out on Friday. She dropped off a single called Be Careful. And let me let me talk about Be Careful just for like a minute or two. So she dropped off her first single for the album, Be Careful. And a lot of people aren't liking it because, you know, it's a song that's about like, you know, a woman who's like with a man who's doing her wrong and she's like, be careful. You know, so obviously you want something different, but be careful what you ask for because if I leave, I'm warning you, that type of stuff. And so I'm seeing all these people who, you know, and, and the song is different than like Bodak Yellow, okay? It's like, it's got like a, like a poppy, like dun, 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 
you know, Rugrats type beat, you feel me? She's uh, sampling and interpolating X Factor by Lauren Hill in it. She's singing the hook. So it's a different, it's a radio single. That's what you expect from a radio single. But people aren't feeling it because, you know, I think they were expecting something hard like Bodak Yellow. Um, But they also are, you know, upset with the fact that they don't think that the content is true to her because she's with she's with Offset and Offset has cheated on her a couple times and she's still with them. So they're like, whoa, who is this song? Like, what does this song mean? Because you didn't, this isn't what you did in real life. And so look, I don't care about, you know, Cardi B and Offset's relationship. Like, whatever, who cares about that? It's It's about the music for me and not all music... Like, like music is art, and not all music is going to be completely true. There are a bunch of songs that Beyonce has made where we were like, uh, does this even make sense? Is this about her? Like, you know, sometimes artists play characters. And so if, you know, she didn't do exactly what she, you know, sings and raps about in this Be Careful song, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. The... The intent behind the song is to be relatable. And this song is relatable to a ton of people. Like, this is another anthem. Like, it's not it's not hard, like, hip-hop anthem like Bodak Yellow was, but it's an anthem in its own right. And I think the song is decent. Like, Cardi singing on the hook, I wasn't expecting that, but... I, I didn't hate it. You know, the the verses are witty. Like, the flow is nice. I like the Lauren Hill interpolation that she had in there. I'm feeling the new single. I'm I'm all in on Be Careful. And she just released a new, uh, a second song from the album called Drip, which features Migos. And that's a hard song. So, you, you know, Cardi isn't going to be Bodak Yellow all the time, especially since all eyes are on her now and she's trying to sell records. This Be Careful joint is going to get her a lot of radio play, especially because of the buzz that she has right now. So I mess with it. Um, so, yeah, so she, you know, she's doing the Jimmy Fallon thing. Her album comes out Friday. Be Careful has been released. She dropped off this new drip joint with Migos and she dropped off the music video for Bardier Cardi, which you should know is not safe for work. You know, she's got some lingerie joint on. So make sure you're watching this at home. But it's a dope video. 21 Savage is in it as well. Um, So, yeah, Cardi's doing it big. She's got a lot going on. So make sure you check out all of that. Um, Flatbush Zombies, they also have an album coming out very soon. Um, you know, the New York rap group, they were on Funk Flex, um, to deliver some freestyles and they completely killed it. Like all three of them went in and they really showed why they are a group to be, you know, feared when it comes to the bars. So you definitely want to check them freestyling on Funk Flex. Um, Interview Magazine um, released the April edition, and it features Rami Malek, who plays uh, Elliot, the main character on Mr. Robot, interviewing Joey Badass. Now, Joey Badass is in season two and season three of Mr. Robot, so they, you know, they have a relationship, um, and they're in a lot of scenes together on the show, so they, you know, really know each other. So it was kind of cool to hear Rami Malek interviewing Joy Badass on his music, his upbringing, how he got to where he is now. It's a dope interview. You should check that out. Finally, there's a DJ 
Um, and let me get his name just so I, I make sure I got it right. Um, DJ Critical Hype is his name. Um, and what he did was he took Kendrick Lamar vocals, a lot of it from Damn, a lot of it for some older stuff, and he put them over Dr. Dre beats, a lot of them from The Chronic and a lot of them from just beats that Dre has produced. And it's like a 23-track project. It's just, you know, something cool, uh, you know, that he did. He had to dig deep and make acapellas for, like, 60 to 70 Kendrick songs to find stuff that he was happy with. Dope project. I think it came out very well. Um, so you definitely want to check that out. It's called The Damn Chronic. Um, it's on Audio Mac, but, of course, you know, you can get that in the newsletter. So check that out as well. Um, let's jump into the rumor mill and the announcements. Number one is SZA has announced that, um, her next project will be her best project. And she said, that's because it's going to be her last project quote. She said, my world got so much smaller so fast. I have so much to write about. I feel like I'm in a cage. I'm making the best album of my life for this next album. And I know that because it's going to be my last album. And this was in an interview she did with flaunt. Um, which I I actually put that in the newsletter as well, so you can get the you know hear the full story in context. But that's sad news because Scissor's at the top of her game right now. But you know we don't know you know what it's like to be under the pressure of putting out these albums, and especially she had those record label issues with the release of her last album. So who knows what's really good with it, but. You know, we just gonna have to cherish the scissor music that we have, and I truly believe that this next album is gonna be her best, especially if she's going into it thinking that it's gonna be her last. So we'll see what happens with that. Rick Ross has announced a new album, Port of Miami 2, Born to Kill. No release date or anything, but he said it's coming, so look out for that. Uh, Rihanna and her, H.E.R. Um, you know, they got something in the works. You know, they've been, they've been talking, well, her has been talking about it. Um, they, they've been working on music and, you know, it's not really sure what type yet or like what it's going to be, but they are working on something. So definitely look out for that. Jeezy, formerly known as Young Jeezy, announced that he will be releasing his last album, TM 104, Thug Motivation 104, you know, going back to the classic name of some of his best albums. So I think that Jeezy's going to drop a banger. His last one, Pressure, was pretty dope. So look out for this album. Um... Ray Schremer announced that The Weeknd, Pharrell, and Travis Scott, among other people, are going to be featured on the new Ray Schremer record. So that's good to know. Um, Tanache shared the track list for her Joyride album, which comes out soon. Offset's on it. Ty Dolla Sign, French Montana's on it. Little Dragon, Future, and it's 13 tracks. Um, so be excited for that. Cardi B also shared the track list for her album, Invasion of Privacy. Um, she only shared the features for the Drip song with Migos and the 21 Savage song with Bartier Cardi, or, yeah, called Bartier Cardi. Um, but she did say that she got more surprises when the album dropped, so I think she withheld some, some features because she's, she don't want to give away all the surprises. So definitely check that out, you know, in a couple days. Um, and then finally, Tory Lanez announced that he's going on tour, a North American tour for Memories Never Die. Uh, he's doing a bunch of dates, y'all, like like 30 like 52 cities in total including some in canada so you know tickets go on sale this friday um he's gonna be in most of the places uh you can think of like most of the big cities so if you wanna if you really like tory lanes 
um, then you definitely want to and get some tickets. Finally, um, I know I just said that finally, but I forgot about this one. So Director X, who is a he's he's a music video director, a director in general, um, does a lot of work with Drake. He's directed a lot of Drake's music videos. He is directing a remake of the 1972 movie Superfly. Uh, now, that was a black exploitation movie. A lot of you might remember the original music was done by Curtis Mayfield. So in this version, Future is doing most of the soundtrack. Um, Trevor Jackson is starring as Superfly, and you may know him. He's apparently an artist. I didn't know that, but he stars as Aaron on Grownish. Um, he's the you know one of the love interests of Zoe on Grownish, and he was also on Blackish for a couple episodes. Um, but Rick Ross is going to be in it. Big Boy is going to be in it. Michael K. Williams is going to be in it, and Easy. Oh, sorry, not Jason Mitchell, who played Easy E in uh, Straight Outta Compton, is gonna be in it. So I'm a, I'm excited for this this project. Actually, like I'm excited to see what it could be. So uh, you know, wait for more information on that. Um, and now finally, in the upcoming and recently released albums, uh, The Weeknd dropped off a six track EP. It wasn't an album, but he dropped off an EP called My Dear Melancholy uh, last week. It's dope. You know, he's clearly in his in his feelings, you know, about, you know, his exes, you know, Bella Hadid and Selena Gomez, because a lot of the tracks seem like they could relate to, to them. But, you know, he's definitely in his bag where, you know, there's no pop tracks on this. Like, you know, he he dug back to give to stay in the dark zone, you know, kind of like he did with his original projects. Um, and it's dope. Like, there's, it, you know, you got to be in the mood for this dark weekend, but it's it's still very good. Um, Tink, uh, who has you know released music for the first time in a long time dropped off an ep it's about five or six songs it's called pain and pleasure um she dropped that off last week definitely check that out tink is somebody to be looking out for i've talked about her like a long long like a bunch of years ago um back when i was blogging and maybe in the early podcast days but then you know stuff with her and timbaland whose label she was on didn't really work out and she didn't put out a lot of music but she got music out now you should check it out um, apparently tomorrow, Saba, the Chicago artist, is releasing a project, Care For Me. Also, Royster59 is releasing his project, Book of Ryan. And then Friday, we got Flatbush Zombies releasing Vacation in Hell. We got Cardi B dropping off Invasion of Privacy, her debut album. Then the Friday after that, on the 13th, we got Tanache dropping off Joyride. We got Glacier Boys, which is Migos, Gucci Man, and y- Lil Yachty dropping off uh, a to-be-announced album. It's an untitled album currently, but they're a group now called Glacier Boys. They're dropping off a project. April 27th, Janelle Monae is dropping off Dirty Computer. Very excited about that. And then sometime in April, I don't know when, but they have said that it's supposed to come out this month, um, Ray Shrimmer is dropping off their you know triple album, which is Shrimlight 3, Swaycation, which is Sway Lee's, um, solo album, and then Jim Traduction, which is Slim Jimmy's solo album. All of that is supposed to be coming uh, in April, so look out for that. So that's it for the Press Play segment. After a short break, I will be right back with the Dig Deeper segment.
What's up? It is time. It is time. We started with 64 songs in the Kanye Madness bracket. Thanks to help from Joe and my wife, we got it down to four. So now... It is time to crown the Kanye Madness Bracket Challenge. This is the final four. Let's go. So this round, I tried my best to put off making the tough decisions alone for one more round. Um, I elicited some votes from some members of the Thinking Outside of the Boombox Academy. Shout out to them. Um, uh, I got some votes from not the whole group, but from a decent amount of them on the final four matchups. I basically was like, yo, here are the two matchups. Tell me who you vote for. And those votes are going to decide who moves on to the championship round. You know, it felt right, you know, only right because I, you know, got input from the the middle two rounds and also you all have been hearing me talk about these songs for such a long time that I was like, you know, I'll, I'll get some more opinions from the people whose opinion I trust and respect. And, you know, we'll let, you know, my people decide who makes the championship. So just to remind you, the final four matchups were through the wire in the two seed versus runaway in the four seed. And then, Jesus walks in the one seed versus niggas in Paris in the two seed. So let's get started. You know, you all have heard me talk for weeks about how great both of these songs are. We're going to start with Through the Wire versus Runaway. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to discuss and praise the song that loses each matchup. So, you know, I'm going to talk, you know, about the song that lost the matchup in both you know, of the remaining final four matchups, because when I discuss the winners in the championship round, you know, you'll understand why it also won these matchups, you know, so that, you know, prevents me from talking about, you know, a song twice, you know, in this episode, because, you know, there's just no need for that. Um, so I'm going to discuss, you know, the losers of each matchup, and then the winners will go to the championship round, and then I'll talk in detail about them. Um... So let me talk a little bit more about Runaway because it does not win this matchup. Um, Runaway from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, you know, I believe is an underrated song um, in the hip hop world. You know, it, it's it's got a lot of mainstream buzz, I will say. But I, I feel like, you know, the the hip hop heads, the the serious Kanye fans, a lot of them don't think that Runaway is one of his best songs. But, you know, let's put the production of the song aside because, you know, it's a technically expertly constructed song, you know, in its minimalism and its focus. But there are so many levels to Runaway and so many things that, you know, make it a great song and one of Kanye's best songs. You know, Kanye being self-reflective and upfront about his flaws while at the same time yearning to be understood in this track and then juxtaposing, you know, that with the fact that in a three-minute outro, he distorts himself to where he is barely understood and, you know, that is kind of like the similarities to how he thinks he is viewed, you know, and how people don't understand him. So just that alone is a very, you know, interesting thing that he did in that song. You know, the amount of emotion he is able to exhibit and make you feel in that three minute outro 
introducing Pusha T as a foil character in this song to double down on the douchebaggery, you know, even though he was saying, let's have a toast to the douchebags in the song and all of that, you know, he was at the same time, you know, announcing his flaws to the world and trying to be understood. But then he introduces this foil in the song of Pusha T, who is just a complete, complete douchebag, complete dick. Like, he doubles down on that. So, you know, introducing that, you know, that juxtaposition is very interesting. You know, let's talk about the ability that he could take that high E, that high natural E that starts the song, you know, that piano key, that he plays like 15 times to start the song before it changes to a different note. Let's talk about how he is able to to transform that note and make it singularly recognizable. Like somebody could just play that note now and most of you will think of Runaway. Like that's wild. It's a piano key. And he, you know, made it so that it can mean so much more than that. Like, it reminds you of a song now. The fact that this song is also about Amber Rose. You know, the fact that he made a song that was extremely relatable, considering where he was in his career, you know, fame-wise. And as we've seen, starting, you know, Yeezus and the life of Pablo, like, he's not making a lot of relatable music now. And, you know, he's in a different space, so I guess I get that, but... We're not too far removed from where he was with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and he was still able to make such a relatable song. So, you know, there are many things that make Runaway a great song, and all of those things together, I think, make it a top four song. And I mean, look at who, what songs it had to go through to get to the final four. It beat Blood on the Leaves, Drive Slow, All Falls Down, and Get Em High. That's tough competition. It it really had to fight and I really had to fight and like you know we had just me having discussions with the guests on the podcast you know really thinking about Runaway like it went through some tough competition to get to the final four but through the wire ran away with the votes and through the wire advances to the next round and we'll talk more about that in the championship so through the wire from the college dropout beats Runaway advances to the championship round so let's talk about the second matchup jesus walks versus niggas in paris so let's talk a little bit more about niggas in paris to be honest i think it had an easier road to the final four than any of the other three competitors it beat late family business homecoming and touch the sky to get here you know i think the other three songs that made the final four had to beat a lot more tougher songs um and you know honestly i think that's because in that first round remember i said that that saint division in the first round has some of the toughest matchups so a lot of those tough matchups got eliminated in the first round so niggas in paris kind of had a a you know a clear lane but you know, Niggas in Paris is unlike any of the other Final Four songs because it functions solely as a turn-up song. You know, we love Watch the Throne because it gave us two of the best rappers of this generation teaming up to give us an album where they just stun on the rest of the game and then try to outdo each other in friendly competition. That's dope. That's that's a great thing for us to see in hip-hop. We wanted that, and especially at that time period, it was great. And Niggas in Paris was the main song on Watch the Throne that saw Jay-Z and Kanye do what 
what they do best. You know, Jay-Z's first verse was undeniably Jay-Z. And then Kanye gave you his full personality in his verse. Niggas in Paris is timeless. It came out nearly seven years ago. It came out in August of 2011. And seven years later, it slaps just as much as it did when it was released. It is held up wonderfully. And, you know, there are many different little aspects of the song that made it so memorable for us as listeners and so long lasting. You know, from the jump, the beat is infectious. You know, Hit Boy crafted a beat that seemed pretty simple at first glance, but, you know, it builds into something greater along the the full length of the song. You know, the way that Jay-Z's first few words of his verse that ball so hard, you know, the way that it becomes a sample that drives the song forward and gives it stability is amazing. Like, like he just starts the line with that and then it just repeats and it, it comes in throughout the song and it kind of gives the song like, you know, it, it stabilizes a, around like Jay-Z's, you know, that those, those words, you know, um, what else? The Blades of Glory samples, you know, that the the Will Ferrell and I can't think of the dude's name, um, but the dudes that were in that movie, and, you know, those samples, it's provocative, it gets the people going, that's memorable. And it was it was unexpected, you know, nobody knows what that means, you know. Jay-Z's verse was amazing. Kanye's verse is so memorable, you know, the fact that he just took the Z out of crazy and, you know, he, we got that shit cray. And that is something that has stayed in the culture since that song came out. You know, um, the the crawl before you ball line, what she ordered, fish filet, the Mary Kate and Ashley line. Look, at this point, Jay and Kanye has spent ample time on wax showcasing their individual confidence and wit flaunting their wealth and fame and niggas in paris put all that together into a banger that we are still turning up to seven years later and i have no regrets i have no regrets the seeding led niggas in paris to this top four matchup and I I feel confident and I feel fine about the fact that it got here. But when it came down to the votes, Jesus Walks won unanimously. Nobody voted for Niggas in Paris when it came to, you know, it, it top coming against Jesus Walks. That one seed was hard to beat. And so Jesus Walks advances to the championship round. Shout out to Runaway and shout out to Niggas in Paris because they they went through they went through some competition to get here. But at the end of the day, our championship round is through the wire in the two seed versus Jesus Walks in the one seed. That's wild, but I feel good about it. Um, so let's talk one more time about through the wire. And Jesus Walks. So a song from the college dropout is going to win either way. And I feel great about that. Um, The first ever single from the college dropout versus the fourth single of the college dropout. So let's start with Through the Wire. You know the story. Kanye was driving home from the studio early one morning, got into a car crash. It left his jaw broken in three different places. He was in the hospital for two weeks. He had his jaw wired shut for a month. But Kanye decided to record his first single 
anyway with his jaw wired shut and tell his story. Tell the story about this accident. Tell the story about him, you know, wanting to be a rapper and how nothing is going to stop him. You know, it features an amazing sample of Shaka Khan's Through the Fire. And, you know, with that sample alone, Kanye drew similarities from the way Shaka felt about the love interest in her song to Kanye's love and commitment to his rap career. Like, he loved it so much that he was like, I'm not going to let this accident stop me. I got to get this single out. I got to get my debut album off the ground. And, you know, that also saw the start of Kanye sampling a soul R&B song, messing with the pitch and tempo of that um that sample to create a whole new sound a whole new song you know they called it chipmunk soul at the time because he you know he sent that pitch up of the of the song of so high and you know mess with the tempo so you know it kind of sounded like alvin and the chipmunks but he did that so much and he gave us so many great songs with it and this was the start of that you know kanye says himself in through the wire that this is history in the making and it absolutely was. You know, that song jump-started his career. He had a deal, but his debut was nowhere near being released, and he didn't have too many people believing in him regardless of the deal. But once he released that song, it sparked some fire in the label to get his album out because they were like, yo, this is a real deal. It features two amazing verses from Kanye that showcase his lyrical content and his wit. And the song is great because it shows Kanye's dedication to his craft and his career and to proving everyone wrong. It showed that he wasn't afraid to take risks. And that song was a huge risk. You know, he didn't even sound like himself on his very first single. He sounded like 50 Cent. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's quite a way to start your rap career. But, you know, all of that combined you know speaks to the greatness of through the wire and you know just some numbers and you know some some stats to give you you know it was nominated for best rap solo performance at the grammys but it lost to 99 problems um it peaked at 15 on the hot 100 chart and it went gold so that's through the wire let's talk about jesus walks uh, this was the fourth single from the college dropout and a song that further showcased Kanye's versatility. You know, Jesus Walks is a song that samples Walk With Me by the ARC Choir and it sees Kanye embracing Christianity. You know, it's essentially a hip hop gospel song in 2004. Needless to say, this was like nothing anyone had seen at that point. You know, it's it's not Kanye preaching either. Like it's not a preachy song. It's it's more like a like a testimonial. You know, he accomplishes a lot in that song. You know, in the second verse, which arguably is one of his best verses ever, you know, he talks about how Jesus walks with everyone, regardless of whether they're, you know, a saint or a sinner. He alludes to the well-known theory slash fact that Jesus wasn't white. He uses reverse psychology on the record labels and the radio execs to implore them to push his song and play his song on the radio. You know, not only was this song so gospel centric, so christian focus but it knocks like it's got an amazing beat centered around that sample in that choir it is dope like you can play that song anywhere it doesn't matter where you are and it's 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 lit it really is and you know he provides commentary on hip-hop as a genre on how they're afraid to talk about anything other than guns and all this gangster shit you know and how they're scared to rap about their feelings and that that press that right there is you know Kanye's career at that point in a larger context you know 
at that at the point where Kanye released his album, gangster rap was what was hot. That's what was selling. That's what everybody was doing. And then Kanye came through with what they called backpack rap and you know he started rapping about something different social commentary you know rapping about his feelings and all of that and you know that was different and you know that also was a sign of what was to come his 808s and heartbreak album opened the door for rappers to be vulnerable and emotional in hip-hop so you know what Kanye did with Jesus Walks, you know, was, you know, a smaller sample of what he did in his career in the hip hop community and what he was going to do. And, you know, Jesus Walks further endeared him even more with the public and provided a song that could function in many different ways for many different people. And its impact was clear. So dig this. I actually didn't know this until I was doing research, even though they later rescinded the nominations. Jesus Walks and the College Dropout, they were nominated for a bunch of Stellar Awards that year. So the Stellar Awards is kind of like the BET Awards or the the Grammys for gospel music. And um, the College Dropout was nominated for Best Gospel Rap Album that year, but... That was they rescinded the nominations because you know there was a lot of backlash from people, and then they were like, Well, you know, there's an explicit sticker on it, and you know, he's talking about all this other stuff, and they were getting complaints about this album, you know, uh, you know, it's glorifying fornication, all of this stuff. So they rescinded it because you know, they were he was getting nominated for these things off the basis of Jesus Walks, just off of that as a movement you know they heard that song and they were like yo this dude needs to be nominated and they heard the rest of the college drop out and they were like oh maybe not but the fact that they were nominating it in it alone that you know shows that his crossover appeal was undeniable so here's some numbers for jesus walks it was nominated for song of the year at that grammys now this is the same grammys um as uh uh through the wire um it was nominated for song of the year but lost um, but also won Best Rap Song. It peaked at 11 on the Hot 100 chart, Billboard, and it went double platinum. So, which of these classic Kanye songs gets the win? In my opinion, this is, this is very tough, and it is, it is close. It is very close. And you can't really go wrong with either song. But in my opinion, Through the Wire is the Kanye Madness Bracket champion. And here is why. It it edged Jesus Walks out because of a crucial what-if question that I asked myself. And that is, what if Kanye West never made Through the Wire? What if Kanye West never made Jesus Walks? If Kanye never made Through the Wire, his career may have never taken off. You know, the execs, you know, they wouldn't have been moved to act. You know, they were already lukewarm on him in the first place. And, you know, when he dropped through the wire, that's what gave them the the spark that was like, yo, this is, yep, we need to move on this. And, you know, maybe they wouldn't have been moved to act because of how fire the single was. You know, maybe the college dropout, his debut, maybe it's delayed further and further. Maybe it's never released. You know, that confidence is never instilled in them because this song doesn't exist. Jesus Walks was allowed to succeed because of the success Through the Wire had already achieved. You know, that, you know, he he got to the point where he could make Through the Wire, uh, Jesus Walks and some other songs because he had released Through the Wire. And that is 
crucial, if you ask me, in determining which song had the best influence on his career. So, you know, I've been judging these songs on like five unofficial categories, you know, and that's like cultural impact. So like what the song did to to hip hop as a culture, to the culture in general, career influence, what the song did to Kanye's career, production of the song, lyricism of the song, and then the song's success in general. And, you know, while both of these songs rank at the top or near the top of all those categories, I think because of the massive impact and influence Through the Wire had on Kanye's career, you know, I think it it had the larger influence on the Kanye we see today. Through the Wire started it all. And because of that, it allowed Kanye to make, you know, the songs more of the songs that we saw on that that list in this bracket. So, the winner of the Kanye Madness bracket after four long weeks of decision-making is Through the Wire. The first one, the OG, wins the bracket. Jesus Walks comes in second in a very close matchup, and I feel very, very good about it. You know, let's. I wanted to give you some statistics about this bracket, um, and just like how well a song from a certain album fared in its matchups. So, uh, the college dropout, its win percentage. So let me start with how many matchups it had. So the college dropout had 30 matchups in this, um, in this bracket, 12 of them were in the first round and its win percentage out of its, it's 30 matchups was 70%. And I'll, I'll go in order by win percentages. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, 20 matchups total, 9 in the first round, win percentage, 55%. Graduation, 19 matchups, 10 in the first round, win percentage, 50, we'll round up, 53%. Late registration, 25 matchups, 12 in the first round, 52% win percentage. Um, Watch the Throne, 10 matchups, 5 in the first round, 50% win percentage. Yeezus, um, actually, is that next? Yes, Yeezus, 6 matchups, 4 in the first round, 33 and a third percent win percentage. 808s and Heartbreaks, 6 matchups, 5 in the first round. So a 16.7% win percentage. Um, and then finally, The Life of Pablo had seven matchups, and they all were in the first round because its win percentage was 0%. The Life of Pablo songs never made it out of the first round. So one of the things you can take away from that, um, from myself and the people that helped me you know, make the decision in this bracket, is that the college dropout was highly favored. And it's important to note that the fact that some of these win percentages may be lower than you would think is because of the matchups they win against. So, you know, for instance, uh, graduation had a slightly higher win percentage than late registration, even though I think late registration is a better album. It may come down to the fact that they were, they were, you know, matched up against, you know, a better song from a from a different album, or like a top tier song from a different album, you know. Um, but if you just look at these results, you would think that we are 
if you were to rank like the top three based off of this win percentage and what we think has the best songs, it looks like the college dropout, then my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and then graduation and late registration are around the same. And you know, that's I agree with that. Um, you know, I'm of the camp, and this is a whole another podcast, but I'm of the camp that the college dropout is the best album Kanye has ever made. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy would be my second choice. But, you know, let me know if you want you want an episode on this because I can definitely talk about this and definitely talk bring some guests on to have a serious discussion about this. But I think The College Dropout is better than My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, especially when considering all of the things that I talked about. So cultural impact, you know, career influence, the songs itself. I think The College Dropout is better. Um, and you know, that kind of showed in these results and it wasn't even just me making the decisions. Um, but so I thought that was interesting. I thought the, the statistics of, you know, a 70% win percentage. So 70% of the time when the college dropout went up against another song, it won. So that's, you know, that's tight. Um, before we finish up, I wanted to talk a little bit about the live Twitter results of the bracket. So the actual bracket that was put on Twitter by Carrington, who made it, um, he allowed people to vote on every single matchup. So basically the people decided, you know, who the winner was. And so the final four of that bracket, they had Can't Tell Me Nothing versus Jesus Walks, which was actually a mistake. They kind of they matched up in the wrong direction. So they had can't tell me nothing go against Jesus walks and then run away versus niggas in Paris. So, you know, not that different from what we had. Um, they just had can't tell me nothing instead of through the wire. Um, and we, we, we had discussions about this last week in Joe's episode. Um, and then their championship round was can't tell me nothing versus runaway with runaway winning it all. Um, 53% to 47%. So that was very interesting. And the committee held, you know, like a YouTube stream where they talked about the bracket afterwards and some of their thoughts. And I just took down some notes. They completely disagreed with Runaway winning. They has most of the, it was about five to six of the original 11 that did this second like live stream. And they just didn't think Runaway was that great of a song. They completely disagreed with it winning. Um, they were surprised that Homecoming and Hey Mama made it as far as they did. They were upset about Gold Digger beating Slow Jams. Uh, they respect what it did, but they didn't think that it was as great as a song as Slow Jams. I completely agree. Um, I think that happened in our bracket as well, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, Monster was eliminated in the first round. They were surprised at that upset. They admired the resiliency of Touch the Sky to make it as far as they as it did. They didn't think that it would. They doubled down that Gone um, from Late Registration to Everything I Am from Graduation were the only two songs they regret leaving off the bracket, um, and that was it. So, you know, shout out to those group of people. You have to admire them first for the thought and process that they put into this versus all the other ones that are out now. There are brackets for every artist you can find out now but they didn't really put the time into it that these guys did the brackets now they just took songs and they randomly seeded it but this was a process they got together they talked they voted like it was a system so you have to admire them and i thank them for you know giving me the opportunity to to do this for my my own show so 
Shout out to you all for listening. That is it for the Kanye Madness Bracket. Through the Wire is the winner. Um, And that is it for the Dig Deeper segment this week. And that is it for the episode. Shout out to you all. Um, Shout out to the wife, Karen. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to all the members of the Thinking Outside the Boombox Academy that, you know, gave me votes for that final four round. Um, I, this is what I love to do. I'm very excited to have these type of conversations, um, and segments, um, on the podcast. So I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do this. I'm glad that we got to a, a final winner and yeah, you know what it is. Thinking outside the boombox, your number one source of hip hop and R&B news. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple podcasts. I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.